The Inside Learning Podcast is brought to you by the Learnovate Center. Learnovate's research explores the power of learning to unlock human potential. Find out more about Learnovate's research on the science of learning and the future of work at learnovatecenter.org. Our guest is the director of the Trinity Corporate Governance Lab and an assistant professor in business ethics at Trinity Business School. He was co-chair of the B20 Integrity and Compliance Task Force in 2022 and 2020 and a member of the Global Future Council on Transparency and Anti-Corruption of the World Economic Forum from 2019 to 2022. He is the author of Power and Corporate Responsibility and the founder of Integrity IQ. Daniel Milan, welcome to the show. Hi, Eden. Very nice to be with you. In a little while, let's talk about the Integrity IQ platform, a platform to train employees of large organizations in ethical dilemmas through simulation. But before then, I'd love to share some of the core messages from your book, Power and Corporate Responsibility. And even before that, let's share a bit about your background, because you have deep experience in ethics and corporate responsibility. Yeah, thanks very much, Aidan. So I, I have an interesting and somewhat eclectic background. I I used to be a consultant and uh, worked for KPMG in their forensic accounting group as a, as an ethics consultant and then slowly transitioned to take on academic jobs. So my, my whole career has been sort of a bit of a mix between doing practitioner-oriented work and academic work. And uh, I have sort of taught and consulted in the areas of business ethics and corporate governance and corporate responsibility. And the, uh, the book that I've uh, published now is really sort of an attempt to summarize everything that I've learned over the last 25 years in terms of the ethical components, but also the more strategic components of corporate ethics and corporate responsibility. The book deeply explores the concept of corporate responsibility and offers a discussion by referring to seven dimensions of corporate responsibility. One thing came to mind, which is, if you talk about the term corporate responsibility in an organization, so many people will have their own view of what that means. And what your book does brilliantly is give a common language to this, including those seven dimensions. I'd love you to share these. You're right. I think responsibility is a term that's often abused or misunderstood. You know, many people, when they hear the word, they immediately think about corporate social responsibilities or CSR that, that we're all familiar with. And in many cases, that is very far away from you know how we really understand responsibility of corporations at the moment. And tends to sort of wander off in the direction of philanthropy and, you know, just throwing money at, at good causes, which is absolutely not what it should be. So in the book, I try to unpack the, the concept of responsibility by, by looking at it in, in terms of different dimensions. And I'll, I'll run through them sort of very quickly. Um, there's a bit of a sequential element to it because it, it starts with understanding responsibility, and that always has to be the, the point of departure, the, the more theoretical or conceptual part, if you like. You, you have to understand responsibility within a corporate environment. You have to understand the, the ethical components, but also the strategic components of that to really know if it is something that as, as an individual, as a CEO, perhaps, or a board of directors or a company, you want to subscribe to that idea of, of responsibility. Once you have that, then sort of the second dimension is taking responsibility. And that's sort of an action that you take. It, it's a moment in time, if you like. 
And usually that would be where a CEO would make a public statement or a company would join uh, an initiative like the UN Global Compact, for example, or they would sign up to, uh, you know, to a voluntary standard. Um, but that's just the moment. So it, it's taking responsibility. And then after that, the, the really hard work starts. And there I make the distinction, which I really believe is an important one and, and one that's often misunderstood, and that is between managing responsibility and governing responsibility. So managing responsibility is the, the day-to-day activities, not restricted to the corporate responsibility manager, but many other C-suite executives and managers inside the organization. You know, that would be uh, found in areas like internal audit, like risk management, like the, uh, the legal counsel or other sort of functional areas within the organization. It's day-to-day, it's part of of the management of responsibility. Governing responsibility is something very different uh, that sort of resides in the area of corporate governance, which is the responsibility of the board. Um, The board of directors itself does not get involved in in managing. They have to, uh, in, in the language of corporate governance, they have to direct and control and potentially through a board committee like a social and ethics committee or a sustainability committee, they would govern responsibility and make sure that that the management is done properly. The next dimension uh, that I identify in the book is reporting on responsibility. That's an area that's, that's grown exponentially over the last couple of years. We've seen global reporting standards in, in sustainability or triple bottom line or business ethics. Um, and that's been given a new lease on life with uh, the establishment of the ISSB, the International Sustainability Standards Board, um, which is in the process of, of issuing new reporting standards that will possibly become mandatory in many parts of the world over, over the next couple of years. Mostly focused on climate and uh, environmental issues at the moment, but very soon there will also be responsibility, corporate responsibility and business ethics standards. And um, so the reporting part often reflected then in an integrated report or a sustainability report, um, really important. And then finally, the, the final dimension that I discuss in the book is that of regulating responsibility. That is perhaps the only dimension that sits outside the company because that that's the, the domain of legislators and regulators where they would you know define company law environmental law corporate responsibility law sometimes it's mandatory in many cases it could also be voluntary for example through um, the standards of the um, international um, standards bodies or the UN global compact etc but that's the regulatory environment and and if you don't understand and, and you're not familiar with that dimension then uh, you know you can get into trouble from both compliance or reputational perspectives fairly quickly. So that's really it. In in a nutshell, those are the dimensions. And what I try and do in the book is to you know discuss them in in sequence, to give some examples of you know where companies are, are doing interesting or innovative things in those areas. And I think by keeping them sort of separate and making sure that we understand them in isolation, but also how they all fit together. I think that that helps a, a more sophisticated and a nuanced understanding of corporate responsibility. I have so much empathy for people, Daniel, because there's so much to learn. And the ability to learn 
constantly comes up on a th- as a theme on this show and therefore the ability to unlearn to make space for that new learning and there's so many concurrent changes going on in the world there's multiple generations in the workplace there's diversity training there's understanding ai and the multitude of changes that that's bringing into the workplace and then there's corporate responsibility and understanding what that is and in many cases the way we used to work is gone forever and will never come back to the way it is today including things like a a throwaway text or a comment at the water cooler in an organization I wanted to share a title from an article I read in Business Insider and it starts as follows Wall Street banks including Bank of America and Goldman Sachs find 1.8 1.8 billion over failures in monitoring how staff use personal fo- phones to talk about work. Now, many people have done that, and it's difficult because you might think that, oh, it, it's okay, it's only a text or it's a WhatsApp or something like that. But it's oftentimes extremely confidential information. And we talk about it because of the social aspect of work. You're absolutely right. I, I think that's an excellent example, you know, just to illustrate the, the, the impact, the negative impact that unethical behavior can have on, on companies. We often think that you know, when we talk about ethics or integrity, that it's really about the soft issues only and the reputation of the, of the company and how customers would view the company. But once you get down, you know, to the to the impact of of fines in in the to the tune of billions of dollars, individuals either losing their jobs or, or going to jail, uh, you know, then it, it really hits home how serious this is from from a business perspective, from a strategic perspective. Combine that with the 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 difficulty I think that that many companies then have in terms of saying, well, how can we help our employees to understand this and how can we help them to do the right thing? There's a lot of research out there that that would point to the the fact that it's almost always just a very, very small minority of individuals that would deliberately try to harm companies by getting involved in criminal behavior. The vast majority of of employees really buy into ethics and integrity they want to do the right thing but they need to be guided they need the support and and in my experience and that's also you know part of the history then of of conceptualizing this new platform is that that companies then struggle to to get that right because on the one hand you know you really want to have a customized program that that could really give uh, curated content to individual employees but that's very very expensive to do if you if you have a you know a multinational corporation with uh, 50 or 60 70 80,000 people working for the company on the other hand if if you then you know go for the lowest common denominator and you simply develop sort of generic material uh, that's more affordable but it's not very effective because you then you know give the same almost bland content to everybody inside the organization and that's where, you know, with the benefit of new technologies, the, the so-called frontier technologies that have been developing very rapidly, um, you know, we think that we're really hitting the sweet spot with Integrity IQ, where we can offer personalized content, but at scale. Let's give a couple of examples, Daniel, because 
many times people are actually learning on the job except the stakes are extremely high there's no going back on these mistakes as we saw with people going to prison etc maybe we give a couple examples tangible examples that people can connect to because there's ethical concerns in the use of things even like artificial intelligence that people just haven't encountered yet i think perhaps important just to to also mention briefly the, the that important distinction about the the ethics of technology i mean the the the, the rise of things like ai and blockchain etc um, that has in itself generated a lot of ethical concerns about privacy for example or autonomy you know do we really know what we do uh, when we buy stuff or do the algorithms decide for us what we're going to buy on amazon etc so that that's a developing field it's a fascinating one but what we're looking at here really is how can we use that technology uh, to have an impact and to improve the effectiveness of um, of ethics training and and managing integrity in organizations and the, the basic idea behind this and i don't have the sort of the, the technological skills to explain this very well that's where my colleagues at learnovate and the technical people they're really doing a sterling job at the moment but essentially what what we're doing is we're creating a profile for each learner in an organization and that's based on uh, the company on the industry on their level of seniority within the organization also the functional area is it somebody that sits in marketing that that might need content more geared towards you know, um, gifts policies or procurement policies or is it somebody in the finance department that is more and you know, that would benefit more from issues around you know financial fraud and accounting fraud and things like that um, so by looking at that profile and then matching that through what what we call a personalization engine with with an existing database of more than a thousand ethical dilemmas that I've collected over the years, you know, working with uh, with executive education groups, working with clients around the world, uh, we could then tailor a particular personalized ethics training program for each individual based on their responses based on their on their profile so we can really say that you know regardless of the size of your organization each employee will get their own personalized training program that's presented in sort of an immersive way uh, at the moment you know we we're developing you know this as as we speak so it's not finalized yet but it's likely to be a simulation of a day in the life of that employee where they would encounter in a sort of immersive animated environment um, discussions at the water cooler, uh, a, a meeting with a colleague, a WhatsApp message from a friend, uh, a Zoom meeting, etc. And sort of all of that is sort of meshed into an experience of accelerated, but of one day in the life of that employee. And based on the decisions that they make, they will then, you know, receive feedback based on the company policies, based on the relevant uh, legal uh, regimes within which they operate, and uh, also potentially given the opportunity to, to engage in, in disclosure or whistleblowing, you know, based on the information that they share in that protected anonymous environment. I found it interesting through reading excerpts of the book and then articles about this work, that it's not just about whistleblowing. It could be, for example, I have a colleague who discusses things openly with me, or maybe he's looking for advice and shares some uh, 
content of a tender or some aspect of confidentiality of an of a client when they shouldn't be and I might know that I should not be talking about this but I have this social dilemma of not wanting to be seen to not be a team player or not being empathetic and open to somebody's challenge and there's that that in itself is a huge challenge absolutely and you no know, those those are some of the dilemmas that that people experience on a daily basis the conflicts between you know thinking about loyalty to my to my colleagues and loyalty to the company what is in my best interest what is in the best interest of the company these are not easy answers it's not sort of a compliance training that's required where people can you know tick the box and get it exactly right or wrong it's more complex and and we have to engage in those discussions and allow people to think uh to take different things into account and then you know to make informed decisions so that's why we really you know want to go beyond that sort of compliance training where you simply you know give people a list of of what's right and what's wrong because that uh that that doesn't take us very far in terms of ethics training in large organizations one of the things i always think daniel when you're listening to content that you're not familiar with is you know the way it works somebody will go oh i heard a podcast and you'd love this or this is relevant to you and i'm on a committee uh, audit and risk committee and i was thinking who in the organization would be the person to put this information in front of who would be the person in the organization to need to know about integrity iq and i thought you'd share that perhaps who's the person who this is ideal for this platform and then perhaps you'll share a little bit about that collaboration with Learnovate Center and indeed with Trinity College the key person in any organization that would be interested in a product like this would be the ethics and compliance officer or in our research we we've recently discovered that increasingly people sort of refer to themselves as integrity officers as opposed to ethics and compliance officers but essentially the the executive that's responsible for the management of integrity in organizations um this product has been designed to make their lives easier because it really offers them something that's not available in the market at the moment and and that could help them uh to offer this personalized curated content to to all their employees so we're working um on this now as as you mentioned this is a commercialization fund uh, that we received uh, from enterprise ireland um and our team within learnovate and, and me from trinity business school side sort of working on sort of developing uh, the, the product we will pilot that with a couple of large companies that have already indicated an interest uh to help us and and to give feedback um, more information is available on the the website which is uh, integrityiq.io and any company or any ethics officer that's that's interested to to learn more can visit the website and they can also sign up there for updates or for us to stay in touch with them to to tell them you know when we reach certain milestones in this project director of the trinity corporate governance lab and assistant professor in business ethics at trinity business school author of power and corporate responsibility and founder of integrity iq daniel malan thank you for joining us Thank you very much Aiden.
Inside Learning is brought to you by the Learnovate Centre in Trinity College, Dublin. Learnovate is funded by Enterprise Ireland and IDA Ireland. Visit learnovatecentre.org to find out more about our research on the science of learning and the future of work.